0: InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Are teenagers really mean? We often hear about bullying, cyber attacks, and schoolyard fights, but is the mean teen reputation really deserved? Joining us to discuss this is Associate Professor John Tyler Benfett, a researcher in the School of Education at the University of British Columbia. Professor, you did research to study adolescents, and you got some interesting results in this area, but before we get to the results, tell us how you gathered your data for this research.
1: Well, as a kindness researcher, you know, I'm really interested in exploring the positive things that kids do. And there's a lot of folks who study bullying and antisocial behavior. And I really sort of harness or focus my energy on sort of exploring and celebrating the good things that kids do. So for this particular study of 191 ninth graders, I asked them to plan and to do five acts of kindness over the course of one week. And what they came up with told us a lot about their day to day lives in school.
0: Let's talk about the results. Uh, I guess they were pretty positive. Were you surprised by the results?
1: The findings were pretty consistent, what we've seen with younger students, and these kids in particular, these ninth graders, generated 943 acts of kindness. I asked them pre- and post-test to self-rate how kind they were in their online behavior and in their face-to-face interactions, and we found, which is consistent, doing acts of kindness actually boosts or improves their perception of themselves. It connects them to other people in the school community, and... What's really telling is that kids are kind in nuanced ways and adolescents or teenagers in particular demonstrate a lot of kindness, especially around helping. So, for example, they would help physically. Somebody drops books in a hallway and they'll stoop quickly to pick them up. They'll help emotionally. They'll see a classmate tearing up and they'll put an arm around a shoulder and say, hey, let's go for a walk, that kind of thing. There's a lot of what we call instructional help where kids will jump in and be like pseudo teachers in many ways and help instruction wise or with information around solving problems in school. And then the last one we saw was helping with chores at home. And the one that stands out for me is a a ninth grade boy. Imagine ninth grade boy. And he says, I hate unloading the dishwasher, but I'll do it because I know it makes my mom happy.
0: (laughs) Now, how did they uh, keep track of their acts of kindness? Did you encourage them to keep a
1: journal or something like that? Yeah, as part of the research protocol, we worked alongside teachers. And so it was part of the curriculum or instruction for the week. And we guided them through and they were given a uh, sort of a research package that they had to document everything in.
0: Did you get any feedback from parents or people who aren't connected with the school who were kind of surprised to see their teen acting this way?
1: Well, I honestly, I think, Chris, a lot of parents would be surprised just how kind their kids are outside of the home context, because we saw ample evidence where they would be kind at school that wouldn't necessarily be in the purview or privy to parents. And so really, my job as a researcher is not to impose on our understanding of how kids are kind, but to let kids demonstrate to us how they demonstrate or enact kindness as part of their school experience. And they really are kinder than we might think. So the takeaway for parents and educators is how do we create opportunities, or even I call it a bit of a nudge, how do we nudge or encourage teens to be kind? And we really do need to structure it a little bit.
0: We're talking with Associate Professor John Tyler Binfett, a researcher in the School of Education at the University of British Columbia, talking about a research study of adolescents to see how kind they are. I asked this before about whether you were surprised by the amount of
1: kindness they displayed, but you say that this is pretty common in this group. It's more common, I think, you know, as a positive psychologist, I don't subscribe to these negative stereotypes about adolescence. I'm not naive that, you know, there's bullying and antisocial things that go on in that community or age group, but I really focus on narrowing in and showcasing the good things that kids do. And I really encourage parents who are listening and educators to, you know, just like we might say to kids, parents would say, hey, have you done your chores this week? We'd ask, hey, have you done your kind acts this week so that it Becomes routine and habitual. And the reason behind that is because we know being kind, intentionally kind, where you set out to be purposely kind to others, has bi directional benefits. The initiator of the kindness has a boost to well being, and also the recipient has a sense of being cared for. So it's a win-win situation, but it needs a bit of prompting around with parents. And I would encourage parents to kind of co-opt their teens or kind of do it alongside their teens or have a family practice of kindness. And maybe just a kitchen table discussion around, well, how kind is our family and who around us needs kindness? Yeah, we often hear that
0: parents can't just say, you know, do as I tell you, but kids will really model what their parents are doing and will look at their parents as an example of how to act.
1: And they're really quick, and parents who are listening who have teens will say they're the quickest to pick out discrepancies or inconsistencies, right? So you really want to kind of walk the talk on this one. But I think, you know, working alongside children and adolescents as a family unit who goes and purposely crafts acts of kindness is a great way to kind of unite the family and build community.
0: Well, of course, there are some teens and there are some people who are kind of have a mean streak to them. And your research shows that 94% of the participants completed their assigned X. So there were a few there
1: who were not maybe as kind as the group. Yeah, or, you know, I sort of equate it to imagine it's like a school assignment. And we'll have kids who kind of roll their eyes and go, yeah, I'm not doing that. Right? So, I mean, that's typical of when you're implementing any kind of a curriculum or program. You'll have kids who readily buy in and then others who need a bit more uh, encouragement or nudging, we'll say.
0: Do you believe that if you go to some older kids, perhaps 11th grade or seniors, would they be the same or would they be a little more cynical perhaps at that age?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, that's my next study is looking at sophomore, junior and seniors to find out exactly what is a profile of high school kindness. So I've done up to ninth grade from kindergarten all the way up to ninth grade. And so my next study this year will be on looking at seniors. And that's a really important age group because they're just on the cusp of being these adult community members. And we want community members who are perspective taking, thinking of others, committed to improving their community. So this is this last sort of terrain where we can have an influence on these young people around being kind and adopting kind. His habits.
0: You said you have done this research going back to kindergarten. What is the pattern that you saw of the younger groups as you did this kindness research?
1: That's a great question. So what we find are a continuity of themes throughout. We see that kids will help in nuanced ways in terms of they'll help physically others. They'll be kind through physically helping others and emotionally helping others. And what's really interesting across the spectrum from kindergarten all the way up to ninth grade, kids have a tendency to be kind to those they already know. And that's a really, really important one for parents and educators who are listening because there's a subgroup of kids who are socially disenfranchised or disconnected. So when classrooms do kindness activities, there are a group of kids who aren't on the receiving end of the kindness. So when we ask kids, hey, let's do five acts of kindness, they tend to do arm's length kindness to those they already know. And we sort of speculate that it's because it helps strengthen or you know affirm these relationships they have. But there's a group of kids who would not be on the receiving end. And you can just imagine how that would feel to have all these kind acts swirling about a school or classroom and not be one of the recipients of that. So I'm really, really mindful about that. The other kind of thing I love to mention is that kindness is really kind of a low cost, low barrier intervention that we can do with kids. And it's accessible to everybody. Students with special needs can do it as a developmentally appropriate. And teachers too are the ones who profit from it when they have cultivate these kind classrooms and there's a positive affect. It's just a nicer place to be working and teaching.
0: Well, the feeling I think in general is we need more kindness in the world. So it's great that we're seeing that among these teenagers and that you're doing this research. Associate Professor John Tyler Binfetz, with the School of Education at the University of British Columbia. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I enjoyed our chat. Thanks so much. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production
0: of Syndication Networks.